This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. For the cheeseheads who want it fresh... And the ones who think Lambeau is a cathedral. This is Pax What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. Welcome back to another episode of the Pax What She Said podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Maggie Loney, joined, as always, by Perry Goldstein. And we're back again. That was a really short turnaround. But we have a Thursday night football game. Packers hosting the Lions at Lambeau Field. Weirdly, strangely, per the dope sheet, the first time in the Packers history that they are hosting the lions on a Thursday night. Right. Wait, in their hundred and zillion year history. The first time they've never had a Thursday night football game at Lambeau together. Nope. They've only well, played fun. probably on Thanksgiving in Detroit. You love the dope sheet. I love the dope sheet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> well, it gives you fun facts like that. So I understand why. Yeah. And I mean, it's, coincidentally again they're playing on thursday when they play on thanksgiving later on in the season week 12 and that is only the second time in nfl history that two teams will have played two games on a thursday night in the same season that fun is facts. a very fun fact maggie <laughs> you're full of them mom jokes yeah so let's talk about it because this is going to be honestly a really really good game it is this is for sure the toughest team the Packers are facing yet this season. I think I can say that pretty confidently and no one is going to judge me. Um, The Lions and the Packers are tied atop the NFC North right now. So whoever wins this game is going to be in first place. Um, Packers have home field advantage, but it's a tough matchup. The Lions are looking like a gritty team. Um, They showed the Packers kind of who they are at the end of last year and Packers have not beat the Lions in three straight matchups. So if they lose this game, they'll be 0-4 against the Lions, um, which is such a turn of events for Lions fans. Um, That must be great. But 
I think there's a lot to dive into on both sides of the ball on this team, but I think the thing that stands out the most, and I think the thing we need to start with, is both these teams are pretty banged up. Um, for the Lions, unfortunately, is like their entire offensive line is questionable, which is problematic given what we saw the Packers do against the Saints um, on Sunday and in their pass rush. But obviously, we know that the Packers also have a laundry list of players who are hurt. So we're recording this a little early, naturally, because the game is early. So we're not going to have a full idea of who's going to be a go for the Packers. But their injury report is still Jair Alexander, who was a limited participant in Tuesday's practice. Um, David Bakhtiari, who did not participate. Zane Anderson, who did not participate. Devondre Campbell, linebacker, did not participate. Rashawn Gary, limited. I'm sure he'll play on a you know, snap count again. Elton Jenkins, we know, did not participate with his knee. Aaron Jones, hamstring, limited. Rumblings that he is going to play on Thursday. Matt LaFleur tried to temper expectations a little bit when he was at the podium, but players seem pretty confident. Zach Tom, limited participant. Um, I think that's going to be something to monitor for the remainder of the week as well, but feeling a little bit better that he practiced, that he'll go on Thursday. Carrington Valentine, also limited participant in practice. He had a biceps injury. He left the Saints game early. And then Christian Watson, who was, again, a limited participant, also said that he planned to play on Thursday. Matt LaFleur also had to say he needs to pass medical clearance first. So <laughs> the players are very high on themselves playing. Matt LaFleur is trying to take everybody back down to earth. So all in all, we still have no idea who's playing on Thursday. Sounds right. Sounds natural at this point. <laughs> Oh boy. Um, so I think so much of this is going to be caveated by who the Packers have and who the Lions have. Like I said, they're basically their entire offensive line is on the injury report right now. Um, their tackle, Matt Nelson, did not participate. Their guard, I'm not even going to pronounce his first name, Vitae, did not participate. So those are pretty like legit players everyone else is limited they might get david montgomery back they might not they might get carby joseph back they might not so um again just like a lot of um a lot of question marks which i also wonder like how do you fully plan for the team your opponent to be at full strength and you just game plan for that and then if they're not they're not you know like what what that looks like so just like so much up in the air and it's really early in the season for all these injuries yeah, I mean, I think part of it, too, is, like, you saw you saw what the Packers are trying to do, right? They targeted Taylor because he was coming in, and he ended up playing really, really well, a really promising player, I think, for the Saints. So I think you just you game plan the way you game plan, and whoever's on the other side of the field is on the other side of the field. But, yeah, really banged up. And there's certain caveats here, like you said already. If Jair plays, then, you know, maybe you have Valentine – taking a little bit of a breather because you have Corey Ballantyne in the wings who has depth there, but sounds, sounds good. If you ask guys like Romeo Dobbs, you know what they think or who's playing sounds like Aaron Jones and Christian Watson were both very close to playing against the saints. So possibly the Packers held them out to kind of give them a couple extra days for Thursday, because I hate saying this because every game you want to try to win, but the division games matter yes. probably the most. They just you have to you have to go six and zero in your division if you can help it. So, especially at home, you at least need to go three and three, and you need to win at home. So, yeah. Same and this Lions defense, 
Yes. And if we, I guess we want to start here, like this Lions defense is no joke. Um, they do have a few guys that they're missing. You know, like I said earlier, Kirby Joseph is questionable. He might not play. He's their starting safety. They already lost CJ Gardner Johnson. He's on IR right now, which is just such a blow, like good for the Packers, but such a blow to this Lions team. Emmanuel Mosley, uh, their cornerback also questionable. So, you know, this, this this is a banged up team, but they're very good. I think Brian Branch is going to be a star. He looked amazing. He's looked amazing. He pick sixed um, Patrick Mahomes in his very first NFL career start. So let's just like put that out there. Um, you know, they have Aiden Hutchinson, who is, we all know what an amazing player he is and probably ascending. And they're looking again for that like kind of second year jump from him. So there's going to be a lot of guys to scheme around. And I think this is going to be a really interesting game for Matt LaFleur, depending on what tools he has available to him, AKA what players are playing. Um, But a, but a big game for him for, with a common opponent, right? Like they know Matt LaFleur. This isn't Arthur Smith or Dennis Allen. This, this is, you know, a Dan Campbell led team who has gone up against maybe not these same guys, but this coach before. Um, so I'm looking for some creativity from Matt LaFleur in this game. Um, I'm looking for an offensive line that can stand up against his pass rush. You want to see him scheme guys open a little bit against the secondary. Like the, this is going to be a fun game where I think he has to get a little bit more creative. Um, not sure how you feel. I honestly, when I started like diving into this game, I thought that I was seeing things. I thought I read things wrong when I saw that Desmond Ritter took seven sacks. Like this Lions defense got after him. And I know the Packers typically have a better offensive line than that. But if you have concerns about David Bakhtiari and who's may or may not play Elton Jenkins, probably likely not playing on such a short week. You can almost like, you know, Sharpie that one in Zach Tom. You hope he plays right. Otherwise it's probably Josh Nyman. So the fact that the Lions got home seven times, that's not what you want for a young quarterback with a weakened offensive line. So that alone, I think, is really scary going into Thursday night because if they can just tee off, it doesn't matter what your receivers are able to do. It doesn't matter what happens with your run game. Like, none of that is going to be effective if Jordan Love is on his back, right? So, like, that's where this whole thing starts is, like, can Jordan Love stay upright? Yeah. I mean, they've done a very good job protecting him so far this yeah. season. He's only taken one sack. Yeah, one sack. Two sacks. Yeah, two sacks. It hasn't been a lot, regardless. It hasn't been yeah, a lot. <laughs> I think one against the Falcons and one against the Saints. Um, except that I just am imagining, you know, them just, like, beating down Royce Newman. Um, once again, <laughs> they're they're going to have to get creative with their protections make it maybe a little bit simpler for a line that hasn't played five together at all, depending on who's back. Um, and you mentioned it. They're going to need to, they need to get this run game going. We said it after in our, in our saints recap show, like this team and this offense cannot function without its run game. And it certainly can't mitigate a pass rush like the lions have without their run game, right? You are not going to be, you're not going to have a lot of time to throw. Also, you're going to want to see Jordan Love get the ball out really quickly. So it's just going to be, it's, it's just a big, it's a big test. Um, And if I think, I think if they had their starting five, I'd feel really good about 
where this game kind of lands in the trenches. It's probably very even, but that's not the case right now. Do you think maybe they bring in, you know, they always have a tight end protecting, chipping. Maybe they have a lot of like Josiah DeGuara fullback action, um, but the backs are going to have to be really sound and pass pro. So again, like, are they going to keep um, Patrick Taylor in, in certain moments where, where they'll need him? So there's a lot of questions here. Yeah. And I mean, I think part of it too is we just talked about it on the Saints recap. We talked about it on the, the Falcons recap through three weeks, small sample size, but through three weeks, we're pretty confident in saying that Bijan Robinson is a unicorn. The NFL has so many unicorns. He is probably one of them, or at least he's trending in that direction. He was very much mitigated against the lions. Like they couldn't get anything going, even with a player of his caliber in the backfield. The Lions haven't given up 100 rushing yards all season. Yes, again, three weeks. Haven't done it. So if Aaron Jones plays, obviously that looks better for this Packers offense. But this it's not like this Packers offense is just, you know, burning things down with their run game in his absence. So regardless of what happens, they have to get something going. And this is probably the, the toughest, most stout run defense they've faced yet on a short week, which doesn't bode yeah. well for, you know, becoming a one-dimensional offense. But here's my thing, not just playing devil's advocate here, because I totally agree with you. I will say Aaron Jones, B. John Robinson, they could not be more different backs, right? So there are, I think, ways to use Aaron Jones to his skill set that I doubt the Falcons are using using Bijan. And second is, and I don't know where he's at with his injury, but he hasn't played, right? So he's like fairly fresh if he comes in and plays in this game. So I think... I think if there is a back that can do it, (laughs) it's an Aaron Jones, right? He's shifty. He's going to make people miss tackles. It's all about, to me, can those holes open up for him or not? And I mean, I think the caveat here too, right, is like the Packers haven't rushed for 100 yards yet this season, but they've been close. 92 yards against the Bears, 95 yards against the Saints. And some of those have come in like really big Jordan Love chunks, which is also part of it. Like, Aaron Jones, I think, is going to get some work on Thursday if he plays. Like, he's going to be making up for lost time. But a lot of that will probably be in the receiving game where he's mismatched. Especially, we know the Lions have a young inside linebacking core. Alex Anzalone is there, of course, but they just drafted someone in the second round. No, first round. They just drafted someone in the first round at inside linebacker. So, obviously, some mismatches, I think, that you can capitalize on if you're the Packers offense. They just have to get creative because... These Lions are thumpers. And I think that's kind of the identity of the Dan Campbell defense is that, right? Like his whole thing was bite your kneecaps. Like that is this Lions defense. Yeah. It's like knock them off their spot. Don't let them like fly around and just like hit you in the backfield. Yeah. I mean, in watching the Saints game, something that also stuck out to me was how much spread Matt O'Fleur was calling. It was so much spread out wide, one guy in the backfield. There were a few where like Josiah DeGuara was lead blocking, but like then they didn't even run behind him. And, you know, so much of what Matt LaFleur did amazingly in 2020 when the Packers are the best offense in the league. And this has nothing to do with the quarterback, right? This is this is purely formation. Like so many two tight end sets, right? So many 22 personnel, 21 personnel, 12 personnel, 13 personnel, like really mixing it up and kind of keeping defenses guessing, but also 
tons of motion, stack, bunch formations, right? Th those kind of like creative looks that aren't just like three wide receivers spread out wide. And I feel like that's the formula against a very good Lions defense is just like find ways, like you said, to mismatch, but also find ways to rattle this team. Don't show them what they've been seeing the last three weeks that they've been scouting, do things a little bit differently and kind of get them to move around in the way that is advantageous for you. Yeah. I mean, I, I think you you nailed it. I think that's exactly what this Packers offense needs to do, especially on a short week, right? Like they put a ton of things on film. We've seen it in previous years. Matt LaFleur loves to give the same look and run it a different way. And he's yeah. got the offensive pieces to do it. He did in years past with no offense, like lesser athletes. So the fact that he's got Jaden Reed, Luke Musgrave, possibly Christian Watson coming back, you know, these are athletes. These are freak athletes who run really fast and are really agile, like, put them in advantageous positions to be successful. And I think the offense does. Okay. Yeah, I agree. And I, you, yeah, I, I just like, I hesitate to think about what this offense looks like at full strength because we haven't seen it yet. It's going to be amazing. Right. But I do really think so much about not just Jaden Reed, but Christian Watson's speed and like the ability to kind of stretch this Lions defense in a way that they haven't been able to now, obviously, we've seen Jaden Reed speed, but like him and Christian Watson on the field at the same time. And then, you know, more Luke Musgrave, Luke Musgrave had the most targets in the passing game against the saints than any other receiver. He had six catches. Like there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of opportunities here. It just depends on who's, who's healthy. And at the same time, like you just want to see Jordan love making some of those easier throws. And they're like, yeah, and yeah, like taking what the, this defense gives him and like what's in front, which he does, I think for sure. But the Saints game was just like there were some a handful of like easy misses and obviously the drops, but that's not his problem. Um, just like really taking like what's in front of you and just keep the chains moving. And there's a lot of things that we've seen, right, that will be open. Like the Luke Musgrave seam is going to hit. It has been open yes. for like three weeks in a row. Like once they start connecting on that, that's going to be just deadly. And that makes the defense question right like christian watson's healthy on a boundary Jaden reed's healthy on a boundary luke musgrave is going to be in the slot like what do you do right you have three guys that are running a four three where do you shadow you know your safety like where do you kind of shade your coverage like these are all things that matt lafleur will get to game plan for when he has a full arsenal at his disposal which we haven't seen yet so i think that's really exciting too because the lions have a really good defense but this offense also has not been at full strength yet through three weeks. So that makes it exciting too. If they do get to be full go, a better way to do it than at Lambeau field under the lights against a divisional opponent. Oh, a hundred percent. You ready? Showtime on May 3rd. Summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, 
live only on Netflix. Okay, let's flip to the Lions offense. Um, Because I think there are some pretty clear ways for this Packers defense to win against them. Um, One of which is getting to Jared Goff, (laughs) always and forever. (laughs) Jared Goff is pressured. He is not very good. And if you give Jared Goff time, he is going to pick you apart. Um, But the good news is, like we mentioned, that this offensive line is super banged up and this Packers pass rush looks fantastic through three weeks, Um, not just in sacks, but pressures, QB hits, just all of it looking really, really phenomenal. So that's that's my key here. Like, let Rashawn Gary tee off against whatever backup tackle is in and um, let Kenny Clark get that pressure up the middle and let the rest of that line like do what it does well. And I think the Packers have a really good chance of stopping this offense. Yeah. I mean, I think part of it too, you mentioned it a little bit already is the turnovers. The lions offense has given up four turnovers through or five turnovers through three weeks. The Packers one turnover on offense and it was the Jordan love almost arm punt against the saints. Like it, it definitely didn't feel like too much of a risk in that moment. So the Lions are not protecting the football incredibly well. They're minus three in turnover differential right now, which is 24th in the league. So I will say I kind of expected with this Packers secondary, and it's been three weeks, right? Like they can pick things up. I thought interceptions were going to come like, you know, like spotted cows in a garage fridge. Like <laughs> I thought that we were just going to see them everywhere and it was just going to be ample. But Mm -hmm. so far, it hasn't really happened. So Jared Goff is a guy. He's protected the football really well. He almost broke Aaron Rodgers' streak for most consecutive passing attempts without an interception. So he's he's playing good football. You know, he's looked pretty good in his last couple seasons with the Lions. But yeah, the the defense has to has to break up some passes and force some force some errant throws here. Keyword almost. Yeah, I mean, this is something that you and I talked about when we were at the Saints game, right? Is like the the defense, while they're doing a good, they did a great job, obviously, against the Saints. Like, Chris Olave still had over 100 yards on them. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're re- they're letting a lot of that, like, and this is a very Joe Barry thing, like, kind of contain, keep away, let them take the underneath stuff, whatever. And don't break again. But like it's Mike Patton 2.0. Yeah, but the, my problem with this Lions offense is if you can't do that against Amon Ross and Brown, right. like. That is where he shines. He will get yak on you like nobody's business if you give him the opportunity to get the ball and get around you. Like he will break a tackle. He will break your ankle. And then all of a sudden he's gone for 70 yards. Like this is an incredibly talented player who I think is going to be a real problem. I would actually love to see Rasul on Amon Ra. I think that's the matchup that I really like. I like Sewell's size and his aggressiveness and his like – he's always looking to make a play on the ball. Not that I'm saying that Jair isn't, but they're just, they're different players. And you saw Rasul get after a little bit more in the Saints game as well. So, I mean, if I'm the secondary, I'm thinking, okay, contain Amon Ra, and then let's focus on everybody else because he really is their big playmaker. Uh, I mean, Josh Reynolds, Marvin Jones Jr., like they don't, strike fear into my heart. <laughs> um, but Sam Laporta is looking like a really fun young tight end. Really just good. like, you know, the Packers have a Luke Musgrave, the Lions have a Sam Laporta. So there are certainly some mismatches. And then of course, you know, if David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs go have a very nice run game going. So there's plenty to focus on, but like, you know, this is another game, you know, one guy. 
<laughs> one guy to stop. You know who he is. And you just have to play, I think, a lot more aggressively against him. Yeah, and I mean, I think it is interesting, right, to see the Lions being in this position where they do have some powerhouses on offense because it hasn't been the case since Megatron. And now all of a sudden, you know, they've got Amon Ra, Sam Laporta, like you said, is on a really nice trajectory for a rookie. I think he, yeah, he's second on the team in receiving yards. Uh, Josh Reynolds actually leads the team in touchdowns, probably because he's getting a lot of secondary looks with guys like Amon Ra and Laporta covered. Jameer Gibbs looks really fun as a running back. I know that, you know, draft night, everybody was just completely scratching their heads as to why that pick was made so early. But he is such a dynamic, shifty back. He's really fun to watch. So the offense is loaded when it comes to the Lions. Like, there are playmakers everywhere. And that's why it'll be really important for, you know, like Quay Walker to have a really big game if Devondre Campbell can't go. Quay's got the athleticism to match up with just about anybody. And the middle of the defense is where this Lions offense can feast. You already mentioned it. These are really shifty receivers. Jameer Gibbs is really shifty as a, as a running back. So covering the middle of the defense and containing that is going to be absolutely huge because you just, you can't afford to get into the Falcons, you know, kind of mindset where every yard or every down, you're just picking up four, five yards at a time and yep. time of possession is going to be huge. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Cause the Lions will, beat you right you said it earlier like they have this mentality of like dog like Mm -hmm. just not let you they're gonna take every morsel every ounce that you allow them to and that is I mean it's been a problem with Joe Barry defenses right like they don't have a problem giving up the four the five the six the eight yards the you know dink and dunk you a little bit the paper cut you to death until all of a sudden you're in field goal range and you know, you're, you're scoring more points and you need like a goal line stop. You, it's just, it's so problematic to me still. Um, like I love a goal line stop. I love a turnover on downs, but let's not have that happen in this game. I think it's really interesting too, because the lions, I, you know, just kind of looking at some numbers, the Packers are technically better and points for and points against so far through three games and small sample size, of course, but that is interesting. not necessarily sure that I expected that one through three weeks, you know, because the lions, I think when you beat the chiefs to open the season, right? Like <laughs> you are on a pedestal at that point and you put the league on notice. So mm-hmm. obviously they're also at two and one, they're really banged up, but this one is going to be significant. And I think we talked about it even in the off season, like the lions felt like, the contenders in the division and the Packers are a very good football team on paper, but the lions are also a very good football team on paper. Yes. So this is kind of where you see, where you see everything play out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I think my overall thoughts on this game is like, again, this is the best team that the Packers have faced so far this season. And so it's just going to be a really nice like litmus test of where they're at so far, like one month into the season. And I think it's maybe a little bit unfair to put that on them, just given the amount of injuries that they have, et cetera. But like, this is the NFL. 
Right. And you need to learn to win games with or without some of your key players sometimes. And I don't know. I just think like, even if they lose this game, which I'm actually first time predicting that they will spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> um, I think if they take it to them, like really take it to them for a full four quarters, I'm still going to feel really good about this game from this like, young team. Um, I think it's going to be like the ender, the energy and like the resiliency through four quarters of football say like, okay, maybe we didn't walk out of here with the win today, but I think we could beat them on Thanksgiving. I think we could beat them if we rematched, you know, in just one, it's just one of those games, but yeah, the turnover battle is going to be huge too. This is such a fluky game too, because it's on a short week. Both teams are really banged up. And this season in general is really hard to predict. We've talked about it. Like the only thing you need to be doing this season is seeing what you think about Jordan Love and if he can be the guy. And through three weeks, we think the answer is yes, he seems like he's going to be the guy at least for the next couple seasons, right? Like he's, he's not like a one and done. He's going to get his opportunity. And I think that's fair. I think he's deserved that through three weeks. If the Packers happen to be good and a playoff contender, that's the cherry on top. But the entire, you know, the entirety of the season was meant to evaluate the players that you have in the locker room. So I agree with you. I think this one is going to be really, really close. I think it can go either way. But this is also a fluky football team, right? We said it when we were leaving the stadium. Packers probably should have beat the Falcons. Packers probably should have lost to the Saints. So the fact that those outcomes flipped, I don't know what to predict anymore. Like, (laughs) this is a weird team, but we're seeing adversity and their ability to overcome that. And I think that's so huge, especially when you have such a young quarterback and such a young offense, because you expect the ability to overcome moments of adversity for this Packers defense. You don't necessarily think the offense is going to be capable of handling those big moments. You, you hope because it's the NFL and like, that's what, that's where you cut your teeth, but really impressive, I guess is what I'm trying to say from a really young offense through three weeks. Absolutely. And like, I completely agree. Uh, but they also raise the bar, right? Mm-hmm. If you're able to do that once you're able to do it again, or at least you should be. So um, I think it's gonna be a very different game. There's very, very different teams. And you're right. I mean, I think, this is one of those, like, I think all Thursday night games really are just like all bets are off. Like everyone's kind of tired. It's a short week for everybody. Right. So anything can happen. It's um, any given Thursday <laughs> is the saying that goes, how it goes. Um, but a tough one, a tough matchup. I'm excited about it. I, I, again, I just think like a really great, you know, kind of early season, like gritty test for a young team to kind of see, because they say every time, like nothing's going to break us. It's only going to build us. And like, I really think that that sentiment stands for this game against the lions. Like this game will build them if they, no matter how they come out of it. Yeah. This one to me, feels like week one against the bears. Like this is going to be chippy. Keyshawn Nixon already said, like, yeah, we lost three in a row. This is a dogfight. And there's no other way to do it when you're on the, yeah. the opposite side of a losing streak. Like, when you're beating up on someone, it's fun. You don't pay it any mind. Like, now that they're on the skid and they're down three games, like, this one means a lot to them. This one, you can tell the Packers have had circled on their calendars for a while. So let's end here with final thoughts. You already spoiled it. You said the Packers are losing. How badly are they losing to the Lions on Thursday? Not badly. And I think this is actually going to be a higher scoring game than they have had. Um, I see this being just another very weird, very close game. So I'm going 
let's see, 29, 27 lines. Okay. I, I feel like 28, 24, either side makes sense. Like I think both offenses can score points. Um, I'm going to give it to the Packers though. And maybe it's yeah. just the Homer in me, but yeah, I think 28, 24 Packers short week. Jair's coming back. Christian Watson's coming back. Aaron Jones is coming back. Like it just feels, it feels like the momentum is in their favor, but Dan Campbell has come into Lambeau and beat the Packers. So wouldn't obviously surprise me if that was the outcome, but any other final thoughts before we wrap this thing up and uh, yeah, two days away. Um, No, I'm just, I'm like I said, I'm really excited about this game. I think it's a big one. Um, It's prime time at Lambeau. You know what I mean? Like this is, this is under the lights. This is, this is a big moment, big moment for the, for QB one. I have absolutely, no matter what the outcome of this game is, maybe this is how I'll wrap it. I have absolutely no doubt in my mind that Jordan Love will rise to the occasion of this game. That is like one thing I'm a hundred percent confident on just watching him play. He is unrattled, unfazed. I love seeing him kind of show some emotion on the field a little bit, right? Kind of like He's like screaming and yeah, flexing on him. So bring bring that energy in this game. If there's a game to bring it, it's this one. Um, but I know he will. I know for a fact he will. Yeah, I think that's a really good place to end it. Is we talked about it last week too, right? Like this offense is young and they are allowed some growing pains because we expect them. Nobody has worked together for multiple seasons. The oldest wide receivers in the room are in their second season. Like growing pains allowed. The defense needs to rise to the occasion here more so than the offense. We saw the, I mean, the defense played great against the Saints. Jordan Love rallied. Like he's being talked about as, you know, the leader of the comeback. And rightfully so, but the defense kept them in that as well. The defense, I think, needs to really rise to the occasion on Thursday night and give the Packers opportunities to stay in this one on offense. It yep. can't get lopsided because the defense is where all the money is. On paper, this is like a top five unit in the league. They need to play like it because you expect the growing pains from the offense. You don't expect growing pains from this defense with an all pro caliber player at just about every level. So there we go. Yeah, there we go. (laughs) There we go. We will find out who wins in about 48 hours. Yeah. Can't wait to kick things off. Thank you as always for listening to the show. You can find the podcast on Twitter at PWSS podcast. You can find us on YouTube and all of our socials at PAX. What she said, you can find Perry on Twitter at Perry underscore Goldstein. You can find me on Twitter at Maggie J Loney. Please make sure if you listen to the audio, download it everywhere you get your favorite podcasts. It really helps our listing numbers. And of course you can also subscribe to us on YouTube. You get early access to all the shows before they pop up on your podcasting platform. So See you Thursday night. Hopefully another Packers win at Lambeau Field under the bright lights. But that is all the time that we have for today's show. As always, go Pack Go. Go Pack Go.